G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision weekly show where we're going to go through the national finals of this weekend, aren't we? Yes, some more uh, Norwegian goodness came our way, plus, of course, Lithuania. And <laughs> who else was that? It was Moldova this week, wasn't Moldova it? Moldova and a bit of Malta. They are forgettable. Gosh. And like they used goodness for Norway and you just <laughs> said Lithuania like it wasn't good. But <laughs> and you're previewing what we're going to talk about later. You know, everyone's got a different opinion, Dale. True, true. <laughs> It's been, look, it's been a pretty quiet week for us this yes. week. We've kind of recovered from our Melbourne trip. Mm. A lot of tennis watching. Australian Open is on at the moment, just finishing up this weekend. It is, and we are massive tennis fans, so big men's final tonight. Yes. I don't know who I want to win. Hmm. Pass probably. I probably want Sissipas You'll probably know who's won by the time you listen to this as well. And well done to Sabalenka and the Aussie boys Kubler and Hijikata for winning the doubles. <laughs> we tend to do a tennis podcast. So if you don't like tennis, just ignore that bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start talking about the national final, shall we? Michael, Norway was on this morning, the third semi-final. Is it the last one as well? It is the last one. So we be. now have our full lineup of nine songs for the grand final. Mm, yes, so shall we have a listen? to one of our qualifiers let's have a listen to Skrillex and Love Again to say Dale probably a bit of a surprise qualifier for many yeah I think so I think going into this weekend a lot of people probably enjoyed the song um maybe it was a little uh, I want to say throwback to a more re- uh, <laughs> recent era I don't want to say dated I don't think it was but it was just a bit fun and a bit lightweight and I don't think anyone really took it seriously of, of qualifying mm. but that all changed when we're watching it live this morning Skrillex's performance I mean she was phenomenal yeah I thought when she was announced and they just had the little snippet of the song I did think oh this is filler queen kind of stuff you know <laughs> literally um, I didn't give it too much hope getting out I will disagree I'm sorry the song is dated <laughs> I was trying to be nice really really dated but this morning's performance yes it was campy and glittery that was to be expected but I think the thing that stood out here was her vocal Amazing, really, really good. Some really high vocal points she hit, and I thought that was very, very impressive. Yeah, and we know there is auto-tune, of course, this year, but you can still pick up when the artists aren't singing particularly well. Mm-hmm. And there was she didn't miss a beat. She was fantastic. She was really good. And not only did she sing it well, and yes, there was all you know glittery things and sparkly glitter, you know, shorts one dances by the, the, and things. The boys, yeah, but she was held up in the air like a cheerleader. She did a cartwheel wheel she performed it and again holding that vocal for that whole period of time was great and she elevated and made a great a kind of basic song yeah i agree it was the performance that really kicked it into another gear so well done i think it really um really surprised me and i was very very impressed i was not shocked to see her qualify once um the performance had, was done she mm-hmm. really stood out she had a nice story. It was like um, her, her out of drag with her mum, I was presuming, oh. and, you know, trying on things and stuff. So <laughs> there was a nice little backstory to go with it, which always does help, of course. Definitely. All right, let's have a quick chat about some of our other qualifiers. Dale, 
Atle Peterson got through with Masterpiece. What did you think of this one? God, I thought this was very good. Hmm. Um, always thought this had a chance to stand out because he was a pretty boy singing a ballad that was really quite nice. But then it really went further than that. I thought the staging was fantastic. I thought his vocal was better... Um, suited to the song in the live performance than the studio he missed a little part at some point but it wasn't enough to take away from it i thought it was really good and was like oh a sleepy little dark horse potentially for the whole thing i don't think it can but it's not out of the running interesting you seem a bit more impressed with this one (laughs) i've just got here i thought it was all very solid i thought the song was solid i thought his vocal was very solid the staging, I think, was the highlight for me. The lighting effects and laser effects behind him and everything, fantastic, and probably gave it a, a really good visual without detracting from what he was trying to do on the stage. So, yeah, not surprised this one got through. The staging was fantastic. And the last of our three qualifiers this morning was Aline Thorpe with Not Meant to Be. What did you think of this one? I liked a lot of what she went for with here. I, I thought it was kind of um, the whole band performance. It just made it feel a little bit more... Uh, real for something that is still quite a bit of a plasticky song of mm. everything in Norway but when you, everyone else was doing all this other stuff she kind of stripped it back she was kind of dressed pretty simply in that little pink thing that she had on band effects and it has such a great little chorus it's probably that little piece in that chorus is really really lovely the rest of the song it's okay um, I wasn't su- surprised to see it get, get through because I just think it had a point of difference yeah I will agree with that definitely a point of difference I've got here's decent song, and it certainly hits its straps once we get that first chorus kicked in. You know, it's started probably a bit more ballady than anything. I think it probably deserved its place in the final. And looking at the other ones we'll probably talk about shortly, yeah, I could see this in the top three. Yeah, exactly. I thought she did a very good job of the vocal as well. The, the band does work. She will need to... She kind of was missing her camera a few times. It's oh, like, okay. the camera's <laughs> over there, Aline. The camera's <laughs> over there. But um, she was... I thought she was very competent and very good. All right, let's talk about some of the ones that fell this morning. Akuvi Triumph, probably one of the uh, favoured ones, you would say. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I think a lot of people had this as their second to get through um, behind another one we'll talk about later that didn't get through. I think the problem with this one was it just sounds like a few other songs. I mean, we say Rayleigh's Wild. There's a few other songs that people have mentioned which means it just sounds like it's all been done before. I thought Akuvi did a very good job without blowing it out of the water. I don't know, maybe just the big choreographed dance break thing if you don't smash it and you've got a song that sounds pretty familiar, voters aren't going to really have anything to to vote for there. Yeah, I thought the choreography and the staging was fairly good. Everything else left me cold. The song left me cold. The performance, I don't know, she looked 100% committed into it. And ultimately, I just think she was trying to carry a very weak song and it just didn't come through. So not surprised it kind of fell at, at this stage, to be honest. You're right. It all came down to the song. Ultimately, I don't think this the song was good enough. And I think a Kuvi would have needed to be at more than 100%, even though it's impossible, to, to make it happen. I think she was probably at 75. I kind of agree with that. All right. Tyrrell was one, another one we had this morning. She sang her ballad, Break It. What did you think of this one? It's all very nice. It was nice, wasn't it? I couldn't it? fault it other than it was just a bit there. Like, it was just a bit flatline. It just didn't do anything different. It's all very nice. You got the whole song in the first 20 seconds, basically, and it was just rinse and repeat for the rest of it. Hmm. I like the red dress and the yeah. curtain effect. I thought that looked really good. I thought she sang well. It was just all a bit forgettable, unfortunately. That's what I've got. I've got, like, well sung, and she looks great. 
but everything else, just nice. Yeah. And there was no real moment. It kind of needed either a vocal moment or a staging moment or something just to kick that last kind of minute to 30 seconds. And it just all... At the end, we just had a curtain fall down. Well, that was the... Mo- I was going to say, the only <laughs> moment we had was at the end, the song finished. The song finished. And then they dropped the curtain. I know. And then that was it. I was, was kind of like, like, oh, oh. <laughs> maybe you should have done that about 30 seconds ago or something. Yeah, but. exactly. All right. One of the other ones, and I think this was a really interesting one this morning, was Stig Van... I- I- Stig. Let's just call, call him Stig. Stig. Yeah. Um, Wow. <laughs> Reggae song with some odd staging choices. This was... I didn't think much of this song going into it. Mm. And, of course, Stig did compete at Eurovision back in, I think, 99. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know the guy with the Chicago Bulls shirt? Ah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Him. So, anyway, a change of pace with the reggae. Ooh. It's very odd. It starts with a child singing. And, first of all, let's just get it out of the way. I hate that with a passion. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows I hate it with a passion. <laughs> it shouldn't be allowed. They can't be Eurovision. It's annoying. It's do not have children on stage. Mm. Anyway. That's done. But that was a very weird thing to go into. She was like doing this soft little ballad thing and he comes in with reggae. Exactly. And she was singing to like the earth. Yeah. So I thought, oh, here we go. This is going to be very earnest or whatever. And then all of a sudden he pops out in his yellow and black suit and starts singing reggae. Yeah. And he's kind of like khaki, almost like army uniformy, or I don't know. They were like army the uniform Northern Territory dancers. Police dancers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. And really? it finished oh. with her singing to the world yeah. again. I just didn't get it. But I really liked it. (laughs) I thought there was, he gave a, like, we're talking about a Kuvi didn't give a hundred. He gave a hundred. Oh, yeah. He was great. You know, he was really good. I didn't really know what was going on, but I was enjoying it. And there was some sort of moving lectern thing. I loved that. That was really cool. I don't know what was going on. That was really cool. I I thought he was a bit of an outsider chance to get through. I reckon he wouldn't have been far off. Mm, Fair enough. I thought all the elements were kind of good, but they just didn't all go together. That was all. For me, <laughs> anyway. All right, let's have a talk about the last one. She was probably the big surprise from this morning that didn't get through. Maria with her song Freya. All right, what do you reckon went wrong with this one, Dale? Oh, I just thought going into this, this is such... A, we did this preview video the other day with the Aussie Vision team and everyone's just like, you hear this and you just think Norway. Mm-hmm. And the studio was just such a Melody Grand Prix song that I thought this was the only guaranteed one to get through. Mm. I didn't think she had to do too much. She didn't do much at all. I think, unfortunately, <laughs> what happened is, I, I, I'm i guessing she was she looked really nervous. Mm-hmm. And because she looked really nervous, she went in this kind of muscle memory autopilot. And it kind of gave us girl give, give us nothing vibes. Mm. And she really didn't find her way till later, maybe third of the song. And then there was nothing with the staging to kind of help you out in that. She, there wasn't a lot of backing with her. Mm. There was just her and some tree that was set on fire later. Which I liked. I love that. I thought it was good. But mm. ultimately, she just... I feel really bad for her. She just looked like she panicked. Mm. Yeah, I'll kind of agree. It kind of felt like it was off the rails a little bit for the first 30 seconds. And it kind of threw her. Like, yeah. she, I wish, I'm sure she would have just laughed or gone, stop, stop, can we just start that again? Because yeah. I'm just kind of lost my way a bit. And she did get it back on the rails. I don't think it was a train wreck or anything like that. Because when I did watch it, I'm like, well, actually, that's not that bad. But there just could have been more. There was just something lacking and something was off. And as I said, I like the burning tree, but we could have done more with the staging. You know, help her out. Give her a couple of dancers or something or even a couple of backing singers. But it just felt a bit empty and it relied on her. And I don't think she 
pulled it off. Yeah. When everything was relying on her, it couldn't miss a beat. And mm. when she did, you could see it in her face. Yeah. And that makes the audience uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We're uncomfortable for her. We're not feeling it. And then ultimately, uh, there wasn't something to for her to fall onto. Mm-hmm. You know, a whole bunch of dancers all distract us with some movement somewhere else. Or at least give herself a couple of seconds to compose herself and yeah. then, you know, come back into it because it just was all her. She had to yeah. just sing throughout the whole thing. So there was nothing to take the focus away where she could just go, okay, centre myself, come back again. Yeah. So bit of a shame, really. I know. I know. It really was, actually. I think, I mean, I must admit, I wasn't a massive fan of the song, so I'm not really missing it, but yeah. I know a lot of people are, but... Hand on heart, that was not in the top three performances today. I'd say it's probably was the worst performed, mm. but the song was medium, so it, it didn't deserve to go through. A lot of people are upset, but if you went and watched the whole thing, the live, the show, it was not in the top three. Yeah, you've got to put it up against the other six that are there, and I just don't think it cut it, so... You don't advance to the grand final, sorry. It's That's a tough it job, you know. This music is great, but when you're going to go in a competition like Eurovision, this is it. And mm. I'm telling you, if you're going to struggle in that first semi of Norway, you may as well cut your losses here because it's going to get a hell of a lot worse. You've got final and then potentially Eurovision in front of 200 million people. Mm, yeah. And, you know, it's the ultimate test. And yeah. unfortunately, it just wasn't for her. Yeah, you only get the one shot at it. And unfortunately, it wasn't her morning this morning. Mm. So that was the conclusion of all our semifinals. That means we have our final next week, don't we? We don't we wait. Do. We don't no, wait a week or anything like no, that. No, no week. Yeah. No waiting. And no wild card. Interesting. Well, do you think there should be a wild card? I think there should, I think. But, I mean, how? I guess maybe just do a public vote. That's one, how they did it last one time. One song yeah. gets through and yep. and that's it. Because it's a bit of a shame if you're in one of the tough semis and you missed out. Well, no, you probably deserve a second shot. Exactly. With all the big audience watching and it's just nine songs makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I just want ten to round it out. Okay. I don't know. A bit of OCD. But also, uh, like, look at the first semi. You have Orika mm. and you have... King, King of the Queens. What's yeah. name? Al- Alessandra. Alessandra. They're two of the big favourites. Yeah. So really, if you came fourth in that, you were probably a bit robbed of a chance of being in the final. So, and we saw Yawn was that in one year, and he ended up making the top four. So mm. I think I would have liked to have seen a wild card. Yeah, fair enough. Who knows? Maybe NRK will surprise us during the week. Right. Also happening at the same time as Norway was Lithuania with Pabandam is now uh, with their second heat. Now, Michael, mm-hmm. it was an interesting bunch of songs. Again, it always is. <laughs> it is. Well, let's start. We've got another song like last week that got 12 points with the jury and 12 points with the televote. Let's have a listen to it. It's Beat Rich with Like a Movie. watch this i expected you maybe to either probably pan this or maybe like a little bit i was a bit surprised with your response to this song i quite enjoyed it you did it was something about it felt kind of real even though it is um you know almost retro 80s 90s kind of rock band song i thought it was really well sang really well performed um she did very much that sort of live kind of gig performance it wasn't anything too complicated but ultimately, I thought it all worked, and it was a pretty catchy, solid song. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised the juries gave it 12. Wasn't too much in it in the tally vote, only 37 votes difference between that and second. So the public gave it the nod as well. 
Yeah, it, it kind of had that standout appeal, especially when you watch a recap and you see all those songs and sit through it all. Mm. It, it did pop, definitely. I'm not a fan of the like a movie and I don't know. I don't know. The, the wording around it is a bit... A bit basic. A bit clunky and basic, yeah. It is, but the overall performance was great. She was really good. And we were talking before, like, this kind of performance, it's always on the cusp of being either something that feels real in a competition environment, or it's the song at the end of, like, a Disney teen movie when, like, the girl gets up and sings in front of the school and she proves that she's, like, a great rock star or and something. And now becomes popular girl. Yeah, exactly. It did have that kind of was, end of B-grade movie feel to yeah, it. Just, yeah, it was it's slightly a little bit of both where it sounded a bit authentic and a bit cheesy. Um, but it's Eurovision, right? So it, it, it was pretty good. I, I did enjoy it. So I can see why it won. I yeah. can see why it won this morning. I can definitely see why it won as well. Now, second in the jury's familiar name, Monica from 2015 what do you think of this one good vocal mm. really good vocal actually i guess in um 2015 with this time it was all a bit folky and fun they never got a chance to really belt out you know their voice there mm. so i was actually quite surprised and god she looked like monica maria is it monica maria i think it was that mi- middle part she put in her hair she, she looked was, very much like monica maria i even second guessed myself because i'm like <laughs> no i did a whole thing this week about her being from 2015 no it's definitely this monica right um great great vocal good performance i thought maybe the song was just lacking something it was it felt a bit confused at times because mm, it starts off like a big big power ballad really but then it kind of moves into a more of a mid-tempo kind of song there is a lovely sort of gospel backing vocal sort of element to it which i think really lifts it i enjoyed the vocals but i thought they it got it gets shouty it's a pretty shouty song and i thought that probably detracted particularly towards the end for me all right what about mario it's now mario jones during the week it was mario jones and about a month ago it was jones i think he's changing his name but anyway mario jones do what you do it came third overall it was seven points with the jury and six with the tally vote what do you think of this one well it's an odd one isn't it it's a bit of an odd song um it does have a degree of impact i'll give it that but he made some very Lithuanian staging and performance choices. Like it was one point, it's him in a chair basically for most of it. And he sort of leans back and puts his legs in the air or something. It just looks like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> what is going on? But I can see why I got through. I really like this. Oh, God. I really man. like this. I listened to some of the studios before the semi and I was like, this is great. Like, I really like this song. Oh. And then I really liked his performance. Oh, okay, it was like a bit... He was very um, into it. <laughs> oh, you want 100%, Very into that chair. 100% commitment. He, was, I mean, he did know. spin it around at one point. He, he was doing almost like, you know, Sergei Lazarev against the wall yes. kind of thing. He was doing it on the chair like what? I do at an OGA party, um, which was a bit odd. And then he kicked the chair away in quite a bit of a nice movement. It just disappeared. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I thought if, it sounds modern. It sounds different. It sounds Eastern pop. I really liked it. I think this has something. Okay, I'm not seeing it, but that's good that you like it. And obviously the Lithuanians, like 744 people televoted for it. Well, I agree with 744 Lithuanians. (laughs) Good choice. All right, let's have a quick chat about the next guy, Matt Len. He was the kind of werewolf-looking one. It's <laughs> not a terrible thing to say, is it? He did look like a werewolf. It was the beard and the hair. I think he was going for that look. It was oh. a bit like, I don't know, that was my guess. Or he just was 
like, doesn't mean to look like a werewolf, but he looked like something out of Twilight yeah. in Lithuania. And then yeah. there was a woman with the drum. Yeah, she was just hanging around. Beating along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I think the song itself, it had a real darkness to the song. So maybe the werewolf look was intentional, but it, he almost had like a Nick Cave vibe. Oh, yeah. I, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, on yeah, a few yeah. levels, not just almost like the look and the vibe of the song and everything. So that's I was getting that sort of Nick Cave sort of feeling off him. Yeah, okay. There was something a bit, and you mentioned this as well, a bit like folk festival-y, kind of hippie, maybe, you know, that Midsummer Swedish movie where everyone gets murdered, <laughs> like, you know, there was something a bit dark and hippie-ish about it. It yeah, was. Like it's after dark and, I don't know, like, maybe he's going to bite your neck, I don't know. It was very um sort of folk festival kind of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, if you want to talk through some of the others here? Yeah, I think Petunia is really worth chatting about. Love of my life. Now, the studio of this is really lovely really 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 lovely and that what this came um did this come fifth overall it did it did and um petunia is also very active on twitter has been for a couple of years and has really wants to um represent lithuania i thought what this kind of lacked is this sort of uh, some staging element to bring the song to life maybe her vocal could have been a bit better today mm-hmm. but sitting behind the piano in this red dress it just was giving it just didn't give me anything they need to improve that staging there's something really lovely here if she can just perform it a little bit better and get the staging right. I think there is something here. You're right. It was very sort of basic woman sits at piano in dress, wasn't it? Look, I think it's a nice gentle ballad. I didn't really like the vocal interpretation of it, I'm afraid. I think there was a vocal mix issue. First of all, the music mm. was way too loud and she was too soft or something. I agree. And sorry, the song, it just feels whiny and repetitive. Listen to the studio. Mm. I honestly listen to the studio. Okay. I do think it's really good. All right, maybe. <laughs> anyway, what about Agna with her kind of operatic thing? I liked it. I think it had some almost um, traditional kind of almost witchy kind of elements in there, which I kind of digged. She did seem a little like deer in headlights, a bit intense, staring yeah, straight ahead. Could you tell if that was intentional? I or... think so. You yeah. know, have a lot of classical singers just look into the middle distance and do their thing. So I'd like her to be a little more alive <laughs> during the performance of that kind of makes any sense because she just kind of just was a bit deer in headlights, you know. I also think it's worth talking about Gabrassi. Um, because he was second in a couple of years ago behind the Roop. Mm. A lot of people have talked about him. I just think we're starting to get diminishing returns for for him. I'm not a big fan of the song, and the Lithuanian people didn't even give him a point in the tally vote, so I think it's all over already for him. Yeah, not top 10 in the tally vote isn't good, is it? I think he did a decent job. He did a Gabrassi job, you know what I mean? Like, for me, he sounds a lot like Charlie Puth, I think it is. The song, it's just the song's a bit bland, really. It's just a standard kind of pop song that you don't remember, so I think he was pushing it uphill a bit there. Hmm. And any other songs worth talking about? Yeah, that hideous thing, that got 10th. The guys with all the coloured oh, suits. Oh, kind of like the Wiggles, but on like... Yeah, I'm not even going to say their name, but it was just that typical Lithuanian novelty act of yesteryear, and I hated every second of it. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. Came it through 10th. Look, yeah, I, I do think it. even I was a bit bored of the craziness of the whole thing by the time it finished, and I got whiplash from like the camera movement and... Everything going on. Stupid office chairs being rolled around. It's just, yeah. I don't know, it just drove me insane. And the one song that missed out, which I thought was a, a bit rough, was The Woman in All in Black. Oh, kind I of t- the I- soot look. IT looked like her, her oven had exploded <laughs> in, while she was in the kitchen or something. Like I, And it just, 
I don't know. Like it kind of distracted from the song because it was quite an interesting song, I think. And it was all in Lithuanian and or whatever. But then I couldn't just stop looking at her and yeah. going, oh, my God, you poor thing. Like, what's going on? You know. I know. I was like, was that intentional? Was like, stop, like drop that? and roll. Like, you've been, is she still smoldering? Like, what's going on? But, and the gold bits on her. But look, the song was actually really lovely. And I thought her performance was great. She just, just she did too much. Mm. She distracted with the soot look. And it just didn't work. Mm. And it was very odd. And some very odd opening shot. I just <laughs> Really odd opening. The body makeup and stuff on didn't her. Didn't know just... what I was looking yeah. at at some point there. And I guess another one we should mention is, while you collect yourself, Voldemars Pedersons, who was obviously a name he's been in a few times, 14th. Didn't get any traction whatsoever, basically. Mm, nothing. Not a name anymore. Yeah, nothing from the uh, jury's a total of 210 televotes. So, yep. yeah, that didn't go well. Good night, mm. Voldemars. Yes. So, Am I right in thinking that that's it from Lithuania? Let's hope so. <laughs> what, no. They've given up. They're not going to have a grand final. No. No, I think it's semi-final next. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah but that's all the songs. That's, that's all, all they've got. Well, then it's 15 in each. We don't but want any more. <laughs> but we need a song for Eurovision. What's there? Oh, Do no. they have anything? I think they probably have something. I thought the first, maybe the first heat was a bit better. Rudimers is probably mm. I'm leaning towards, but then again, I'm a bit of a, an 80s kind of person. So, hmm. yeah, we, we, we kind of big up Lithuania. Well, actually, we don't. We always drag it down. But <laughs> we always do say they normally get one good song and get a result at Eurovision. Mm. I must say I'm concerned now. I'm a little concerned for But I was well. last year. I didn't think Monica Lou would do what Monica Lou did. So you never know. Yes, we're looking forward to the semi-final. Also this weekend, which was last night in Australia, 11pm our time, there was the Moldovan Open Auditions process. So Always quite the event, Dale. It is, it is always quite the event. They do let them sing all the songs in this one, like unlike the Belarusian ones back in the day, which five seconds in they used to say, no, we don't want you. Spasiba. Spasiba. And then you'd have to get off the stage. No, at least these guys get to complete their songs. I wish sometimes they didn't, but they do. There is going to be a final, which is great, because last year we know there wasn't, which is fantastic. So 10 songs have been chosen, and there was scoring as well. So we kind of know who came out on top. Yes, we certainly do. And let's have a listen to who came out on top. Very familiar name. This is Sunstroke Project with Yummy Mummy. Oh, let's play Jolly Battle. Well, the boys are back. Well, some of them at least. They're down to a duo at this point. We are down to a duo, so we don't have the little kind of fiddle player. It's still Epic Sax Guy and the lead singer. Mm -hmm. And they were fantastic. Absolute professionals. Just smashed out that audition. They didn't half do it. They had their whole dance routine with it as well. It's a very Sunstroke Project song. Um, Kind of hooky, kind of catchy. It's got a little, obviously, saxophone instrumental. Of course it would. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think they've done a good job coming back. And also, we had 2010, 2017... 2023 we've almost had a perfect we were seven years and now six years 
and they'd have to be favourites, uh, I think, after the audition process. Yeah, from what I see, definitely the favourites going into this final. Probably not as instant as, say, Hey Mama, as far as, you know, like liking the song, but it definitely works. And it's hooky, and you can see they've already got a dance to help with the whole getting the word out there and getting eyes on it. So I think this one's going to be pretty hard to toss. I think we'll see this one in Liverpool, to be honest. I think we will. And I think also with the televote, you know, 100% semi-final, it would make a lot of sense to send them. There's a lot of goodwill uh, towards them. It's been enough time. Uh, I think that's always important as well. So Mm. looking good. Yeah, I'll agree with that one. Second place was Pasha Pafeni, who is also back in Eurovision in the early 2010s. He came second with this, which I thought... It's a good song. The studio is particularly very good for for um, Pasha here. It's kind of moderny, kind of traditional. There's room to do something with. Couldn't really tell much from the auditions today when him and his caftan, yeah, cape came out in a sort of graphic dressing gown kind yes. of look. Um, look, I think the song is a little bit on the odd side, but it does kick in pretty well when the chorus happens i think it all sort of comes together he only lost by two points to sunshine's rodic so i don't know i i still think this one's a fair way behind when we get to tally vote time yeah i agree third was donia with red zone a new artist so no one who has gone to eurovision before which is good she kind of gave me eastern european pop star vibes without Mm. having to put much effort into getting through yeah another one that's got an interesting song i liked it there's something about it i think i'd enjoy that in the studio Uh, And Aliona Moon, who was also in Eurovision back in 2013, came fourth. So didn't get a full trifecta for the Eurovision artist, but she's also got quite an interesting song there, but trailing a little bit so far from the auditions. I hated that song. I thought it was so boring. Really? Like, get her a better song. She's a really good artist. She's a really good vocalist. I just found that song was just, yeah, flatlined me. Hmm. Um, Any other ones to just pick out of this 10? Because, I mean, there's some we just... Don't want to talk about. No, there's some. We, I mean, we have the Moldovan babushkas. We've seen yes. them before, haven't we? Or are they just different babushkas? Oh, I don't know, but I really like them. The Sirolli Oceanu. Yeah. That's the one. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, sorry. Um, I just <laughs> sorry to everybody, uh, but that was great. That was very traditional. It was fun. They had good fun with it. It, I thought it finished at one stage, and I was like, I loved it. And then they kept going, and I kind of <laughs> wish they'd stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Probably did go on for about 30 seconds too long. And also, it just became very repetitive at the end. They just kept saying the same words over and over again. Yeah. So, look, we'll have the, we've only got auditions now, so we won't go fully into the rest of the songs. But with those three Eurovision artists, it's definitely worth going through and would have to sit there and say, Sunstroke Project looked like a very heavy favourite to, to get through. From what we saw last night, I would imagine that is the case. On to the other audition process, which has been called a quarterfinal, but anyway, it's just an audition, is Malta, as we know. This is the third and final one, thank Mm -hmm. God. Um, But before we get to the songs, the controversy of the week was... Aiden, with his song Regina, was disqualified, one of the favourites for it. One of the big favourites. Basically, long story short, you can't promote yourself, um, you can't overly promote yourself uh, in the lead up to the actual main contest Mm -hmm. in Malta. So once it's announced, you can't be promoting, do anything, do videos, promotional stuff. They've been accepting people saying, here's my picture at the audition on Instagram, but apparently he was doing a lot more and he'd been warned and they basically said, no, you're trying to over-promote here. 
and we're going to have to um, disqualify you. That was it. It was pretty clear in the rules, wasn't it? When you read the rules, exactly what wasn't allowed, even though you're right, they probably have been a little bit spongy on it. Like, okay, you can put a picture up, but I mean, he was putting up photos of his choreography or, or his dancers and what they look like. So probably did cross the line they seem to just go that's it no no second chances bye gone yeah i think once they said look he'd also been given warning so there Mm -hmm. was at least dialogue with the artist if there wasn't i think that'd be a bit harsh because if you've got slightly airy they're they're, they're good rules but they're not super tight Mm -hmm. and the reason they have it malta is such a small country and some the disparity of the money would be but you could have someone just promote the hell out of their song and saturate it and get through based on that so they're trying to make it an equal playing field which is why they're not kind of letting the big stars have this huge amount of uh, promotion there which is i think is a good thing yeah. you know allow the um songs to do the talking when it comes time so yeah i'm disappointed i think like most fans that he won't be in the uh, show but yeah sorry Go gotta on. follow the rules exactly sorry about it um so let's talk about the auditions very quickly from this weekend Probably one of the highlights um, that uh, Craig, who's following it for us, did point out was Ryan Hill, Mm. um, who has also been one of the favorites in like Eurovision scoreboard and ratings of things. He's got a very big man ballad. Very big. It was called In the Silence. It was definitely one that stood out when he, because he could belt that song out. So it definitely stood out. Uh, Just another name to mention here, Jessica, who was in Eurovision 2018 for San Marino. Uh, she is Maltese. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also was in it, like she was last year, with her song Unapologetic. It's very kind of midfield. It probably will get through, but I don't see her getting to another song contest anytime soon with that. Yeah, it's your typical sort of Maltese pop, isn't it? So, I don't know, I wasn't overly blown away or anything with that one. And a special mention to um, Andre with his song A Broken Hill which is a famous town here in <laughs> Outback Australia. If anyone's seen Priscilla Queen of the Desert, you'll know that. That's where they go to the pub and they go, yeah. what oh have we God. got here? A couple I've got of showgirls. Here. My little note here is surely he's not talking about the town in New South Wales. Maybe yeah. he's warning people not to go there. <laughs> I did actually look at the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Probably has nothing to do with Broken Hill, I'm sure. <laughs> it's got but nothing. I've never been, actually. But uh, it's, a, it's a great place, apparently. Um, so yeah, I think is there, there's nothing else really in there worth talking about. Nah, not really. Exactly. There was another De Bono. There's about 17 of them. So 17 De Bonos. We, the, the voting hasn't even started yet. Oh it starts God. like you know, in about four, four or five days. Oh my God. And then the results will be announced before the semifinal. So well, there's some so. clarity for you. Well, I hope so, because we need to know who's going through the semifinals, <laughs> don't we? Is that, that's what happens now. These people get voted on and they make up the semifinal lineup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it'd be good to if they told us who'd be in the semi-final. <laughs> but that's all they've said before right. the se- Like, right. no exact date, I don't think. Interesting. Also during the week, Dale, we received our songs from Germany this week. The uh, Unsalied for Liverpool. Uh, how many is there in total? Is that six? Seven? Well, I think we've got nine at the moment. Oh, that's And right. then we got TikToker. And then we've got a TikTok person to come. First of all, what do you think overall of the songs that have been released so far? I, they're songs. <laughs> That's a start, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Look, I think this reminds me a little bit of Ireland. I feel like the the makeup is quite similar in where it's not as as bad as last year, but I'm not sure that the risks in inverted commas are as big as they should be to really shake up 
for results that just aren't working for you. So I would have liked to have seen a few more uh, different types of songs in Germany. I think the TikTok thing is not the route to go down because I haven't seen much come out of that either. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed and I was particularly disappointed not to see much German language. Yeah, you're right. I think there's only one so far we have. Out in, of the main ones, yeah. yeah in, in German. Let's have a listen to one of the songs that seems to have caught people's attention out there. This is Patty Gertie with Melodies of Hope. Patty, why did we pick her to play, Dale? Well, I think she's got that instrument. The hurdy-gurdy. The hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> I mean, God, it doesn't look very nice, does it? It's but- very popular in the 18th century, I believe, Dale. <laughs> we'll bring it into authentic uh, means, okay? But look, I think they were trying to do something here, okay? Mm. It's, it's not just a general pop song. It almost sounds, uh, I don't even know, kind of a throwback. You're almost like a, I expect a harpsichord or medieval times or A throwback something. to almost Irish 90s music, yeah, really. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know, mm. like running around a forest or something. But I think there's a good part of that, trying something a little bit different with it. And I'll, I'll start on the, the positives. I do think um, she's got a really nice voice. It reminds me a bit of a Kano song, if only Alexander Rotan was singing. And mm. we know that's been quite popular. And you do have the point of difference of having the hurdy-gurdy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're going to focus on an instrument to be your point of difference of diversifying the music in your national final, then you're failing. And this mm. is not a re- representation on her. No. I just think it's a representation of, again, being risk-averse. Mm. If that's your risk, yeah. an 18th century instrument or whatever it is, <laughs> like that's not much of a risk. I, I agree with you. If ARD is saying, well, we're supplying diversity and risk because of a hurdy-gurdy, <laughs> like, I think we've got to go back to the beginning. I think there's some really quite modern parts to the song, so I do like the mix of modern and traditional in this track. But to be honest, is this their best chance of getting a result that we've heard so far? Or, you know, there is Lord of the Lost with Blood and Glitter, a very kind of heavy metal, literally heavy metal kind of song. They seem to be the two that stand out for me. Yeah, there's a few in there. Like, there's you can make cases for a couple of things. I do think the the Blood and Glitter, um, <laughs> what, a, what a thing, it will stand out and at least make mm. it memorable because I feel like with the hurdy-gurdy, you're only going to remember the instrument, the song's just kind of there. The lyrics I find very cringy. Mm. And no one's going to vote for <laughs> a hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> no. Like. Well, I think epic kind of medley rock pop kind of craziness which we're seeing a lot in national finals this year Mm. i think it could bring something at least or you're going to remember it yeah but again i'm not sure that's still great i did think um was it uh, anika russo kind of had a lana del rey modern kind of side to it with a bit of impact which i didn't mind which could Mm. do for juries and i also thought the song concrete heart which we totally disagree on renee miller's one i thought also had could have some jury appeal but it kind of does sound like the mid-range song of death for the germans that we've seen in recent years exactly and i think both of the songs you just mentioned are decent songs and this is germany's problem they've had decent songs they just haven't stood out and 
unfortunately, I'm seeing a whole bunch of songs here that I just don't think are going to stand out again. So yeah. hopefully they get something out of TikTok that people go, oh, wow, because right now I'm not going, oh, wow. I can see a lot of good in all the songs. Yeah, I, I just need... We need the national final to show what can this be on a staging, as as always. Mm-hmm. But these need to elevate mm-hmm. to have any chance of making anything on here. Because if I heard the studios, rock stars, I would still prefer over all of those songs. Yeah, and it bombed. And it bombed. So, so mm. I'm a bit concerned for Germany there. I will agree. I'm a tad concerned as well. Just a shout out to Trong, oh, who yes. is from um, he's from Germany, but um, has obviously a heritage in Vietnam, and he won Vietnam Idol. So amazing! And I, his song is fun. It's great representation, and big up Asia Pacific, and yeah. big up Vietnam, yeah. making an impact in Germany. That's bringing some diversity to the the whole selection. I mean, I, I like it. I don't know if it's a fantastic song, but I think it'll add a lot of colour and and stuff to the the whole selection. So well done for at least putting that one in. Exactly. And finally, Iceland today announced their songs and artists taking part in Song of Kepnen. Now, out of these artists, none have done the national final before, which is a good thing. There are a lot of young artists. There's a couple of oldies in there as well, which is nice to have some new names. Quick listen to the ones through. A couple of things kind of stood out a little bit. There was Siga with she had a kind of very Swedish sounding pop song, a little bit of Malu Pritz, and no surprise because she did Swedish Idol. Mm, yes, I, that one kind of stood out for me a little bit as well. We've also got uh, Bragi Bergson, the Swedish Icelandic professional footballer, still playing professional footballer at this stage, I believe. Yeah, I think Sweden fourth division by now. He's, no, no. he's getting a bit older, but <laughs> still he's playing football. I don't know, he's going to have to do both the football and the and Eurovision. and song and, and song for captain at the same time. I don't know yeah. how he's going to manage that, but you know that wasn't too bad. So and also interesting, the duo. I think it's Cecilia Ross and also with with Kayla. Okay. Anyway, um, one of them's in the Voice Iceland as we speak in oh, the wow. top four. So. Okay. They better get a move on and work and like finish off that show before going into it. So it looks some young artists, but I am a bit worried from what I saw. Nothing's kind of jumped out at me, mm. and I've been a little bit worried about Song for Captain in the last few years. I think it's in a bit of a downward track. Yeah, I'll kind of agree with you on that one. There's a trio as well that um, the three guys is it Langi, Sally, Oh, the Skogamir or something like that. Yeah. It's an interesting one. They were formed in 1988, so those boys have been around. Oh, for the old fair... guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought you meant the young ones. No, no, they've been around for quite a while, and I kind of like the kind of folky rock thing they kind of do. So I don't know. So that stuck out for me as well. I could see that actually end up winning. It has yes. a little bit of Boogeyman Blues from Melfest a few years about kind, it. Kind of got that. that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at least it's something I think would have a point of difference and also be memorable if it actually won. Well, that's it for this week. A little bit of calm before the storm. Obviously, national finals happening, but things are going to ramp up this week. Mm. Number one, we have the Czech Republic ESCZ on 30th of January. Generally, it's going to be the next day for Australians. Mm-hmm. They're going to show the songs. Apparently, it's going to be live. We've got the fantastic Eurotrip boys are going to be in the green room doing the actual national final. So that's amazing for them. Oh, good stuff. Excellent. Gonna, Looking forward to that. Robin James is yes. fantastic. Excellent. Um, there will be international voting. So we'll give you all the details on how you can vote for that on our Aussie Vision um, stuff. We have the semi final allocation draw. 
Huge on oh, the 31st of January. Always big. Always big, the allocation draw. Exactly. We've got to know which semi-final we are in so we know which one to try and get tickets and fail miserably about getting tickets for <laughs> this year, probably. Yes. And also on the 31st is Spain, Benny Dorn, um, Fest, semi-final one. We are very excited about that. Very, very excited. One of the most awaited national finals of the year. So looking forward to that kicking off. We also will get the artist announcement from Austria Apparently by the end of January, but let's wait and see. But it sounds like it's going to be very soon from what we heard. 2nd of February, we have Spain, the second semi-final of Benny Dawn Fest. I just, I can't wait for Benny Dawn Fest. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Then we have Serbia releasing their um, songs, which will be great. Friday night, Saturday morning in Australia is Ireland. It's Euro song, so we're going to get a Eurovision song from Ireland by Saturday. Good stuff. Looking forward to that one. That'll be Saturday sort of morning Australia. It will indeed. Mm -hmm. Then on Sunday morning in Australia, we will have two finals. We will have Melody Grand Prix from Norway. Songs come out of that. Will Mm. it be Ulrika? Will it be someone else? Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Spain, Benny Dorn Fest. It will all wrap up in a few days and we'll finish on Sunday and we'll get the Spanish song as well. Yes, that is going to be huge. Looking forward to it. Additionally, Slovenia will announce their song, Joker's Out. It's an internal selection. It'll be released on Sunday morning Australian time. And we also have Lithuania semi-final one. We have the first Supernova semi-final for Latvia. And we have the first heat of Sweden and Melody Festival. Wow, all starting to happen, isn't it? It's going to ramp up in the next few weeks. Holy moly. So, <laughs> I mean, I was just exhausted reading all that out. Yeah. So, But the good thing is we're going to have at least four Eurovision songs by the time we join you next Sunday, if not more, if they're announced during the week. Yeah, that's really exciting. Starting to get a bit more of a lineup. And it's going to be a busy podcast next week. It will be. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, as always, guys. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.